Good morning. Rabbi Apian has a vort in Parshas Vayetze that I love repeating almost every year, but the uh, truth of the matter is it seems to never get old. It seems to be more relevant as the years go on uh, than ever before. He's bothered by really an obvious question. The, the Pasuk says, uh, we know the story, uh, Yaakov runs off uh, to Lovan's house. Of course, he spends 14 years first in the Yeshiva Shem Ever, and he works out a deal to uh, work for Rachel for seven years. And uh, after working for seven years, he'll be able to marry Rachel. That was the deal that Lovin made. The Pasuk says that Yaakov's love for Rachel made it that the seven years passed by, just a few days. That's, that's not the way normally things work. If you are waiting for something, when you are longing for something, when you have this, this vision of what you want to accomplish and it's taking time, every day should seem like an eternity. It shouldn't seem that in his love for Rachel, uh, it seemed like Yom HaKharam, like just a few days. It, if anything, it should be the exact opposite. So what does the Pasuk mean? So Rabbi Apian opens up a rise to the definition of Ba'avosay Osa because of his love for her. What is love? And he gives an incredible mushal, which I think many of us can relate to on one level or another. Um, and his mushal is about fish. And he says, if you overhear a person, somebody's walking down the street, and you overhear a person sitting at a table, now what? If there's no outdoor dining, I'm not sure you can pull that off. But if somebody was um, you know, waiting for, uh, for something uh, outside at a nice table with the, with the waiter, and he says, um, you know, I really love fish. He says, okay, got it. You love fish. Fantastic. So the, uh, he waits for, he wants to see the person's passing by, and he watches what's going on here with this person who loves fish. A few minutes later, as he's watching, he sees the waiter come out with this uh, beautiful plate of grilled salmon, and the person takes his fork and knife and he starts eating the fish. And the person is shocked. What? He loves fish? He doesn't love fish. He's looking at this fellow who's, who's devouring the fish and he recognizes the truth is you love yourself. You love the way fish taste. You happen to like salmon. So you, you say the words, I love salmon. You don't really love salmon. If you love salmon, if you really loved fish the way you said you did, what you'd have is a beautiful beautiful uh, aquarium, a big fish tank. You'd have all these fish on the, in, the, in the aquarium and you'd be feeding them every single day. You'd give one its separate name and you'd be waving to them and you'd be nurturing them and, and caring for them. But we use the expression all the time, I love something, when really, do we really love that thing or do we love how we feel from that, from that particular uh, item that we're talking about? And, and it's a language that has become perverted in the way we use it. When you get back to the Torah, the Torah teaches us that's not what love is at all. What love is, is rooted in the word have. Ahava comes from the word have, to give. Bavosia means that, that Yaakov from the very beginning loved Rachel so much. He was so infused with his vision of giving to her, of building this future home, in terms of what he can give of himself to this incredible mission of building Klai Yisrael and, and uh, developing this incredible bias with, this, with, with, with his Eishas uh, Chayel, with this Rachel Hatzadekis, this incredible lady Rachel. That's why it's able to go fast, because as you know in life, when we are enmeshed in a, in a process, in a project, in something that takes up our focus, and we're already involved in it, yeah, things go by very quickly. You can be involved with something for two hours, and it, it can seem like ten minutes. Because the passion and the, and the involvement, the excitement is already there. 
He's saying to us that what marriage is about and how different this is than the conventional wisdom out there, a wisdom that unfortunately has seeped into Klai Yisrael, has seeped into our perspective and mentality about what we're supposed to be getting out of a marriage. Way too often it's about what the secular world thinks about, and that is self-gratification. It's about getting things out of a marriage, having a, a wife or husband do things for me so that I could be taken care of, that I could be comfortable, that my needs uh, on one level or another could be taken care of. That's, that's not a Torah's view of marriage. Because of his focus and his fixation on wanting to give to her, those seven years went by in a, in a matter of days. Because what marriage is about is a chance to grow, a chance to become a different person. When the Chazals say that without marriage, a person, in a sense, is like a half a person, it's because you haven't developed the key ingredients of chesed, of true love, of true giving that really develops a person. And how, how indicative, therefore, uh, remembering a, uh, a certain uh, episode that happened many years ago with a very hush uh, of a person who came to Los Angeles to speak, and he, he said something very insightful. Because a lot of people believe that, you know, uh, boy-girl relationships, it's healthy, it's okay, let them talk, let them schmooze, let them, you know, do what they do uh, without getting into too many details. And, you know, it's healthy for them to be able to, uh, to develop an ability to, to talk with, uh, with boys or girls, depending on who you are. You want to be comfortable. And this person, this Tamba Chacham, made the point that's so vital and so insightful. It says just the opposite. Because when we are allowing our teenagers to be involved in these types of relationships, and let's be honest, they get physical and they get to be self-serving. What are we really developing in, our, in, in that young man's mentality? It's about what I'm getting out of relationship. That's how you see the idea of, of connecting to a woman in that way or vice versa. Very often it happens the other way as well, that where the girl's mentality could be for the same self-serving reasons. Certainly for a boy, that is the prevailing mentality. It's about what I get out of the relationship. Well, if, if that's the way you're going to train your, your sort of your view of relationships, with marriage it's going to be the same way. You want all of a sudden when now you're, you're, you're a few years older and now you want to, you're thinking about getting married, you're going to be able to shift gears and develop a Torah perspective of what marriage is about. You develop, you develop a Torah perspective when you have this reverence for what it is that you're dealing with. My gosh, this, this is a woman. She's my, she's, whether it's her or somebody else, but when you go out for that purpose, when you connect to people with that serious focus later on in life for the purpose of finding that special person, you've developed a reverence. You understand what, what marriage is about, what relationships are about. If developing at 15 or 16, it's about self-serving, it's about what I get out of a relationship, you can't switch gears all of a sudden. It doesn't work that way. And that's so, it so contributes to the almost perverse mentality of what people think marriage is all about, which is so, so, uh, is so perfectly synchronized. The Torah is so, uh, has such an incredible plan for us. If we follow the Torah when we're teenagers, we'll be ready to follow the true idea of what marriage is about in our 20s, 30s, and beyond. And that's the greatest gift. When we have shalom bayis, there can be no greater factor in creating a home where we get nachas from our children when we have shalom bayis. When our kids see a husband or wife interacting in the proper way, with the proper love, with the proper connection, the proper respect, with a focus of each one wanting to do for the other one, as opposed to what I'm going to get out of this relationship, that, that changes, it's, it's a game changer on every level, for ourselves and for our children. So it's so important that we appreciate what the Torah is telling us, what Eliel Apian is saying to us about the idea of what love is about, what marriage is about, what relationships have to be about. It's about the ability to give. 
There's an incredible story I, I love saying over about my Rebbe's at Sal, the Rosh Yeshiva. Just gives, gives us a little bit of a glimpse into the true nature of marriage. And the Rashiva, anybody who, <coughs> who knew this incredible couple, uh, the Rashiva and the Rebetzin, uh, you, the, the person knew right away. The Rebetzin literally served the Rashiva hand and foot. She would not allow this man to do anything but focus on his Tamidim, focus on Klai Yisrael, prepare Shurim, prepare Shmuzim. There was, you could not waste time in, in her mind on anything mundane. So washing the dishes or repairing the... She would not let him bashum off and she would not let him do anything. So one day she needed... This is going on many, many years. They're married a long time at this point and the Rebetzin needed to go to appointment and she says to the Rashiva, uh, by the way, um, there are dishes. I have to go to the doctor's appointment. There are dishes I left in the sink but don't even try to wash them because the water doesn't work. Now, she didn't say I turned the water off to make sure that uh, the Rashiva wouldn't wash the dishes because, to, again, to her, this was unthinkable. He, he's got Kaisal on his shoulders. She, he's not washing the dishes. Now, you think maybe after, I don't know, 30, 40 years of marriage at this point, uh, maybe the Rashiva would get into the mindset that, okay, listen, she doesn't want me to wash the dishes. I'm not going to wash the dishes. So anyway, she t- shuts the water, uh, doesn't tell her, just says to Rashiva, I'll, I'll, see you, uh, I'll see you later, and she leaves for the appointment. When she comes back, she sees the dishes are washed. And she says, uh, what she called it, she says to, to her husband, to the Rashiva, she says, I understand. I, I told you the water's off. What happened? I, I told you not to wash it. Well, how'd you wash the dishes? She says, well, you told me the water in the sink was turned off, but the water in the bathtub was working. So I washed the dishes in the bathtub. This was a man who probably didn't wash dishes for 30 years because his wife wouldn't let him. But if the opportunity presented itself, so on the surface of his relationship with his wife was the idea of giving. If I can give in that way, he gave many other ways, of course. He gave her the ultimate nachas of being an incredible rebbe to thousands of tamidim and changing the landscape of Klai Yisrael in terms of Abbas's Torah. But that aspect of that seemingly mundane issue of giving, of washing dishes, never left him. After 40 years, it never left him. If I could, she won't let me, so I'm not going to. But I, if I could... That's what I'm going to do. And, she, and he washed the dishes that night, albeit in the bathtub water, in the bathtub uh, area. That, that's what he did. That's a, a Torah hashkaf of what marriage is about. That's what our kids have to see. That is an extreme story relegated for very, very special people. But certainly we can inculcate into our own lives and our relationship this concept. And this creates a shalom bias that is so impactful for our children, so impactful for future doros. And students see it too when they see a a Rebbe and a, and, and, a, and, a, and, his, and a wife or a, or a Mora and her husband interact in a positive way, in a proper way, whether it's a Shabbaton or anything along those lines, the positive interactions it could be seemingly subtle, but the kids pick it up. They pick it up and they see the beauty of what a Torah relationship is all about. Bez Hashem, let's be able to bring that into our own lives. Let's give our the proper chinuch. Let's, reali- let's teach our teenage children. There is a reason why the Torah doesn't want interaction. There's a reason why the Torah prohibits all types of socializing between the boys and the girls. It's, a, it's, it's for our benefit. It's for us to, to gain a Torah perspective, not to become self-indulgent and self-serving individuals. Bez Hashem, let's gain that kedusha. let's gain that insight, let's live a life of true ava, of true giving to the world, fulfill the mandate of after Acha Kamocha, in Atzchus Bez Hashem, to be a Hashem, Amen.